Welcome to the Unstoppable Grit Podcast, where we dive into the mindset shifts and practical tools to help you break through the roadblocks standing between you and achieving your goals. I'm your host, Danielle Kobo, a former Fortune 500 senior sales manager who spent 15 years in the medical device industry and now the best-selling author of the book, Unstoppable Grit. Think of this podcast as your go-to source for career advice and burnout prevention strategies to help you build a career and life you love. Now let's get started. Hey, beautiful. Welcome to Dream Job with Danielle Kobo podcast. I am Danielle Kobo, elite career coach, and I believe every woman has the power to step into their dream job, earn the salary they are worth, and live the life they desire. Each week you join me, you're going to hear from inspiring women who have overcome adversity and leveled up their career. You're going to learn how to eliminate that inner critic that is holding you back from pursuing your dream, how to build confidence, create healthy boundaries to transition burnout to re-energize, and gain clarity on how to accelerate your career. It's never too late to pursue your dream job. The time is now. Are you ready? Today, I am thrilled to introduce Heather Goodchild. Heather is the Vice President of Professional Business with Color Science. She is the former Director of Education and Training and National Account Manager with Allergan Aesthetics, a Fortune 500 company. She she was awarded Woman of the Year with National Association of Professional Women. She is a mother, she is a wife, and she is an incredible person that I've had the pleasure of knowing. And I'm so thrilled to introduce you to Heather. Heather, you have had such an amazing career, and I'm so excited to have you on a guest. You had really stepped into a vice president role at a very young age. Will you share with us what that felt like and some of the insecurities that came along with it? Because I can imagine that would probably be a very scary role to step into. Well, first of all, thank you for having me, Danielle. I am completely honored, and it is such a joy. As you mentioned, we know each other from... uh, several years back now (laughs) and have gotten to uh, watch each other's careers evolve and develop. And I think one of the, my favorite moments with you, as I've shared with you before, was watching you interview for a role that you were, you were taking a chance on yourself. You were betting on yourself and saying, you know what, I've got it. And I'm going to come into this. And one of the things that has stuck with me all these years was you shared with us how when you had a, you had this ring and you had gotten it for yourself after accomplishing a key goal Mm -hmm. and achievement for yourself. And that's just something that's always stuck with me and watching you step up to the table and take a chance and betting on yourself. I think that has a lot to do with anytime you take on a role that you're, you're advancing into. And so, yeah, I did, you, I did have insecurities And some of them came in the form of the fact that I was taking on a role in an industry that you think would be female dominated. (laughs) But when it comes to leadership roles back in even 2014, Mm -hmm. the leadership roles were not female dominated. And so I was stepping into role of vice president of sales 
Um, Mm -hmm. And the vice president of sales at that time, there was maybe one other female in medical aesthetics that I can think of that held that title. And I accepted the role at age 33. I was just turning 34 years old. So it was also uh, from a age standpoint, I was also a lot younger than Mm -hmm. most of my counterparts. And so both of those things I had insecurities about, and I also had insecurities and that I had never done that specific role before. So I had that sort of like, oh my gosh, am I cut out for this? Am I, am I ready for this? And Mm -hmm. I think at some point you have to step back and say, you know what, someone's giving me a chance. They're, they're offering me this, right. They're Mm -hmm. giving me this window of opportunity. So who am I not to step up and take that opportunity and to take that chance? So, yeah, I, I, I do think, um, insecurities probably come in many different forms, but Mm -hmm. just like you did, I took inspiration from some of the (laughs) things you did and say, you know what, I'm still going to bet on myself. And I did, and it's worked out well. And, and I'm proud to say, as you look at our industry now, here we are in 2021, you see so many more females in Mm -hmm. holding leadership roles as, as we should be. Um, So it's a great evolution and, and it's exciting to have been a part of that as well. That's such a powerful story. And, you know, you and I can relate on so many levels on this because you're right. When I was interviewing for Allergan, I was interviewing for a rep role. And the person interviewing me said, you know, would you consider interviewing for a management level? And I said, well, yeah, that's my goal. And (laughs) I don't have formal experience leading a team, but she said, I want you to interview. And it's interesting how somebody else could really see something in you absolutely, and they want to take a chance on you. And it's just a matter of you stepping up to the plate. And it was an amazing opportunity because, you know, you were in that interview. You got to see me interview. It was three hours in front of six people. And I was in a management role for seven years with Allergan. So it was a, it was an amazing experience. And you're so right. It's just somebody seeing something in you that you have deep down inside and the value that you're going to bring into a role. And it's a matter of taking a chance and believing in yourself. Definitely, definitely. And I think, you know, that was one of the things that I've learned now. I'm 20 plus years in um, in medical aesthetics and, and having a career in this amazing industry and learning along the way that I don't know that ever insecurities ever completely go away. It's mm-hmm. not that, you know, suddenly they just disappear. I think the confidence that starts to grow is just that, is that you start to see, you know what, I'm getting this opportunity or I'm getting this window of, of opportunity. And whether it's somebody directly tapping you on the shoulder and, and asking you to consider it, or you're seeing a window of opportunity for something that you could bring to the table. And <laughs> that could be... Um, you know, that could come in the form of, yes, it's a role or a position, but I've also had, and I'm sure you have too, where you see that window of opportunity and you go, you know what, I have an idea for something. And that can turn into a program or it could turn into a product that then starts to get um, developed in the company. So I think it's as you start to gain more experience, that intuition or that willingness to raise your hand and say, you know what? I've, I've got something I could contribute here. 
starts to, you know, you just embrace that a little bit more. But I think the biggest thing is, is before you get to that, when those things happen, despite that nervousness, when you're in an interview and someone says, well, would you ever consider? And you're like, well, of course I would consider. How do I, how do I jump on this? And how do I just step into that? And in that moment where you've got all of that flood of who am I to be doing this to to have the courage to just say yes, you know, just say yes and go for it. Um, can, can open up so many areas that you just never even thought of, or you never thought you would get to for years and years, right? You may think I've got to, I've got to do all these things before I even get to that. And so that's one of the things when, when you get into mentoring people who are coming up in their career and they're saying, well, you know, what did you learn along the way? Or what advice do you have? Oftentimes my advice is, you know what, when someone says, Hey, are you interested in being involved in this? Always saying yes, always Mm -hmm. pay dividends back to me. And so that's one of the key learnings that I take is just go for it. Just say yes, see what happens. And oftentimes (laughs) it opens up things that you just never even thought were possible. Yes, you're so right. We talk a lot about saying yes. I know that I used to be terrified and I still have those nervousness when it comes to public speaking. Ah. And and people would present me and say, well, do you want to speak at this? Or do you want to speak at this event? And I always said yes. And the reason being is even though it terrified me, and even though I would get nervous and sweaty palms, I believe that when you put yourself out of your comfort zone and you say yes, it opens the doors to so many possibilities and so many opportunities. And each time you say yes, you strengthen your skills and your confidence and you know, what used to be a fear of speaking, I've now spoken in front of 1500 people before, and now I'm doing a podcast. So, you know, it's, it's when you say yes, just like you're saying, when you say yes, it opens the doors to so many possibilities. Yeah. And things you may not have considered for yourself before Mm -hmm. that you find, gosh, I actually really enjoy this, or this is a lot of fun. And I just never would have thought I, I see myself here. I don't know that, you know, I don't know when I began my aesthetics career that I envisioned myself leading a sales team necessarily, or having the pressure that comes along with being the head of sales, but here I am. And I love so many elements of, of what I get to do, but I don't know that that ever would have, that wasn't my natural path or what I thought was my natural path. And so it was just being open to things that came my way, saying yes, jumping in, experiencing them. And then, you know, here we go here, here, here's where I am today. And, um, you know, it's, um, I think that how do you get to the, like, just say yes, it comes in your professional career, but it also comes in your, your personal life too. I think back to some of the conversations you and I have had with, well, how did you evolve into being a mom and, you know, having a career and, you know, getting, Mm -hmm. getting to where you are and doing both. And I, I shared with you something very personal and that my husband and I decided when I had stepped into a representative role, Mm -hmm. um, and I was pregnant with our first child, Addison. And here we are eight months along going, okay, what are we going to do? Are we going to get a nanny? 
um, you know, who's going to stay home. And we had gotten to the um, decision for us that was right Mm -hmm. for us that one of us was going to stay home. And Mm -hmm. we were at this point where I was loving what I was doing. And my husband, who was also in sales at the time, really wasn't loving what he was doing. And again, at that time in 2006, 2007, um, it was not a norm (laughs) for females to be the ones, you know, who didn't stay Mm -hmm. home. If it was going to be a parent, in most cases, it was a female. We decided as a partnership that my husband was going to be the stay at home parent. And he Mm -hmm. did, he took it on and it's been 13 years now. And he's, he's remained the stay at home parent, but that was us both saying yes to something Mm -hmm. that was very counter stereotype, very kind Mm -hmm. of counter culture. Um, We had, even within our own family, we had opinions coming at us on, on our decision there. But I look at my kids now and I look at the opportunities that have been presented to them, to Mm -hmm. him and to me as a result of both of us just saying, yeah, we're going to do this, even though it's counter, um, you know, I wouldn't change it for anything. And I don't think he would either. And it, and it didn't come without its difficulties though. Mm -hmm. You know, there, when you, sometimes that's the thing to know is sometimes when you say yes to things and maybe it is a little different, it's a outside the box sort of thinking that is, it's exciting and you do get to pay the path for others to follow, but it doesn't mean that you're not going to be faced with some adversity or some challenge or some people kind of telling you that you're not doing it the right, you know, the quote unquote right way. So I think that's another piece of advice is know that yes, jump in and say yes, (laughs) but also be prepared for the fact that sometimes that when you do that, you are going to be faced with some challenges that come Mm -hmm. your way too. So you bring up a really good point because yes, there's traditional where, you know, if there is a partner that's going to stay home, traditionally is the mother and, you know, women have really made an impact where they're, they're starting to work more in the workforce and we're having both working parents and there's still those values where you want somebody to stay home or be present for them. Talk a little bit about the others outside perception of what it's like to have you being in such a a powerful, incredible role and having your husband be a stay at home. And how do those perceptions influence who you are and how you feel sometimes and also how your husband, because I can imagine that dynamic sometimes could be a little challenging too. Yes, it it can be. And, you know, again, in the early days, it was even more so now it's become, we recently moved from California back to Florida. And um, when we were in California, you know, where we were in our neighborhood, it was 50, 50 in terms of like who was staying home and who was, who was going to work. But in the earlier days, it was very much, uh, you know, he was the only dad showing up to swim class with Mm. the kids. And so, you know, he'd get some strange looks Um, when I, I have this memory that I don't know that I'll ever, (laughs) I'll ever (laughs) let go of because it was such a hard, hard thing for, um, me, but it was, my daughter was in kindergarten. We were in California at the time and I had the opportunity to actually pick her up that day. And I got the, oh, so you're the mom. 
oh, oh. come on. Right. And I just, it was, it was really hard. It was just like, yeah, mm-hmm. I am a mom, but I'm also all these other things too. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think there are those things where people put their sort of put their, um, their impression of what's going on. Like, okay, so you're choosing a career over your kids was kind of what I got out of, you know, how I internalized that. Mm-hmm. And my husband has had to internalize it too. When he gets the strange looks of being the dad that showed up with the daughter at swim or taking her mm-hmm. to a slumber party or that sort of thing. So we've had to work through those. And luckily I think, you know, society has evolved in, in a Mm -hmm. lot of ways on that front too, but it is an important time point right now because of the impact that the global pandemic has had. We're Mm -hmm. hearing so many more parents are now having to choose because of homeschooling and things like that. Who is going to, who's going to stay home. It makes sense Mm -hmm. for us to, to try to figure this out. Yeah. Um, And some of the recent research I've read is that it's predominantly women. And I thought, Mm -hmm. you know, I hope we don't step backwards. I hope we don't take a step backwards where women feel like, because I am the mom, I'm Mm -hmm. the one who needs to take the step back. And I hope the same thing for men. You know, I hope they don't feel like, gosh, I have to keep going in this job that I don't like, that Mm -hmm. I don't enjoy because I'm the man. And that's what my family needs me to do. I hope that enough people have a partnership where they can go, okay, let's look at what makes sense for our family. Let's look at Mm -hmm. what we're enjoying out of our career. And I think that's important because like you and I have talked about, you can, if you fall into those stereotypes and you just keep pushing yourself to do something that you're not truly enjoying, that Mm -hmm. can have an impact on your family too. And and not Mm -hmm. always in a positive way that I'm all for like, you know, you get in and you pull up your bootstraps and you get through it. But if you're in a position where you get to make a choice, where mm-hmm. you've got the luxury of being able to say one family member gets to stay home, that's amazing. Now really mm-hmm. think about it and not fall into those stereotypes is would be my advice. And I know it's easier said than done, even in 2021. <laughs> but I do think we're at this, we're at this turning point where I, I hope we don't go backwards. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's definitely there's, there's a dynamic that's different when you've got, you know, one parent staying home or the other, and we're making choices that may go against the tradition of society. And I understand what that's like and, you know, having to make those choices and not only looking at how it's going to impact you, your spouse, your family dynamic, and just making sure it's right for you guys. At the end of the day, that's what's important. And making that choice. Absolutely. At the end of the day, what's right for you is is what's Mm -hmm. most important. And I think that's a tough thing, right? That's a Mm -hmm. tough thing when you're managing through your career, depending upon where you are in your life, listening to those outside voices, which can be you know, social media, it can be the stereotypes of society, but it can also be your friends and family. And Mm -hmm. sometimes that's the most difficult is being able to take a step back and say, you know what, no, this is what's right for us. This is Mm -hmm. what's right for our family. And this is the decision that, you know, that we're going to make. And for some, that means one parent staying home. For some, that means that it is both parents going to work. 
and deciding mm-hmm. to fuel their career and, and doing it that way. And mm-hmm. again, it's all about what's right for you. There isn't a right mm-hmm. or a wrong way to go there. It's just having the courage to say, this is what we're going to do for our family, because these are the dreams we have. This is how, mm-hmm. you know, this is how we want to proceed. So, um, yeah, and, and it is, it is one of yeah. those things that is, um, you know, if there's one bit of advice there, I, I think it's t- to get quiet with your partner, or if you don't mm-hmm. have a partner, get quiet with yourself to take a step back and really get quiet. And I think females have been given the gift of strong intuition and mm-hmm. strong gut feel. And every time that I find myself going, man, shoot, <laughs> it's usually when I didn't listen to my gut, you know, or uh-huh. when I didn't listen to my intuition. So being able to give yourself that space to get quiet when you're making this big life decision is another mm-hmm. key learning. And it's something I still struggle with today, but it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things where if you can um, take a step back mm-hmm. and, and believe in your, it goes back to what we started with just having the yeah. belief in yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And also recognizing that sometimes you make a choice between you and your partner on whose career maybe going ahead at different times. So like my husband and I, for example, he was really, really unhappy in his job when we first got married. And so eight months after we got married, he joined the military and he was 32 years old. And he, he had this envision like, well, you know, I'm going to get married and I need to make a certain income. And I said, well, but you're not happy. You don't, you're not happy what you're doing, you know, like close your business down. He joined the military and throughout our marriage, there's been different times where we've had to really kind of make this choice as whose career is going to take a little bit of a lead. And so when he was in 2019, he was deployed for a year. Our twins were two years old and I was traveling 60% of the year. And at that time, I wasn't taking on as many extra projects as I typically would. And that's because my plate was very full at the time. Yeah. And when he got back from his deployment, it was at that time when I started to do career coaching and branch out on my own, where he said, okay, this is your time. Like, this is your time to really, you're going to take the lead. We're really going to invest time and extra hours in supporting you. And so each it shifts depending on what's going on with our careers. It's not one person or the other. You mm-hmm. really have those conversations together. Absolutely. And, you know, I've seen, um, I I've had friends, I have family members where, you know, you both have this great career and what can happen again, kind of falling to that stereotype. I think we've talked about it where it's like, you've got a partnership and you're both going all out that has to be not just in work, but it also has to be in personal. That means with a partnership, then you've got to have those conversations on, okay, we're both doing this. Then that means that how are we going to split up other responsibilities, Mm -hmm. cooking, cleaning, you know, the kids functions, what is that going to look like for us? And um, we've talked about like, you know, (laughs) I think we both share a, a common thing where we've decided like even making the bed, it's who gets up last, Mm-hmm. that's the person who's going to make the, the bed, right? It doesn't yep. mean that, you know, just because 
one person's doing this or the other. So we have each have our responsibilities that we Mm -hmm. take on. It doesn't just mean that because I'm the female that all the housework falls on to me or that because my husband's the stay at home dad, that he does all of it. Right. There has Mm -hmm. to be this like, um, share and you have Mm -hmm. to agree and you have to have the conversations about it. But yeah, Yeah. I've seen friends who sort of go, okay, we're both working, but I'm, I'm the female, I'm the mom. That means I cook, I clean, I do everything else too. And it's like, where, where are you in all that though? Mm -hmm. Where are you and how are you not getting lost in it? And that's what is, is heartbreaking to watch is, you know, this thought that you can, it's okay for you to get lost. It's okay Mm -hmm. for everything else in life to come before you. And I don't think it is. Yeah. You know, I I don't think it is okay for everything else in life to come before you. You've got to raise your hand and say, Mm -hmm. you know, that whole, uh, on an airplane, right. You put on your Mm -hmm. oxygen mask before you put it on your kids. Well, if you take that into life, that also means like, you've got to recognize do you recognize yourself in the mirror anymore? And I've been there. I've been in those times where it's like, I got so consumed on a career front on something where I had to look up and go, you know what? I don't know that I even, who am I? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Who am I? Who is this person that I want to be? And and, and am I actually her, you know, like where Mm -hmm. has she gone and where has she gone? I let everything else take lead over what I needed and yeah. had to take a step back because I was getting utterly burnt out. I can completely relate to that because when my husband got back from deployment, at first it was him integrating into our life. I had been doing everything for a year. So I said, you know, before you just start picking up and doing everything, like kind of see the flow of things. Cause you know, a lot changes between when our kids were right. two to three and It got to a point at one day where I was still doing everything. And I looked at my husband and I said, I can't be the best wife, the best mother, or the best version of myself if I'm burning the candle at both ends. And so we, I wrote a list of all the household chores that needed to be done. Now we have support. So we have somebody that does our landscaping. We have, um, somebody that cleans our house every other week, just because I, I rather have that, then, you know, I want to spend my weekends with my kids, but all, all those other things that need to be done around the house. And it wasn't, uh, because I'm a female, I'm going to be doing, you know, the cooking and the cleaning. It was, he chose something that he wanted. And I, I had him choose first because I knew I needed to get some buy-in on, on this, but you know, he chose something and then I would choose something and then he would choose something and I would choose something. And so it's interesting because I chose yard work. I love, I love yard work. My kids and I do the weeding and, you know, cleaning up the yard. And that's traditionally, you know, it's, 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 I guess, a stereotype of what men would do, but we chose the chores that we, I guess, enjoyed the most, even though we we don't really enjoy them, but it's coming together and having those conversations. That's so important because you're right. We have to, we have to put the oxygen mask on ourselves first to be able to take care of everybody else. And if we're constantly burnt out, we're not being the best version of ourselves. We're not showing up as the mother, as the wife, as the employee, 
And mm-hmm. it's so important to have those conversations. I think, um, and I have a, I've learned over the, my husband and I have been together for gosh, a very long time. We're coming up on in July, it'll be 17 years married. And we've been, we've been dating since I was uh, 18 years old. So it's, we've been together a while. We've grown up together. And one of the things that I've noticed um, he'll do, or he'll ask me is he'll be like, where are you right now? Where, where are you right now? And I realized in that moment, what he's sort of telling me is like, you're not present. Your mind is somewhere Mm. else. You're thinking about all these things. And that's one of the things that will snap me back into reality or the times where I'm distant, he'll, he'll Mm -hmm. say like, Hey, Rumi. And I'm like, okay, yeah. (laughs) at this point, I'm acting more like a roommate in this relationship Mm -hmm. than I am a a partner and his Mm -hmm. wife. And, and those are the, those are some of the signals I get when it's like, okay, you need to take a step back because you're not showing up as the person you want to be or Mm -hmm. the person that you are because you're allowing this other stuff to consume you. So it's not to say like, Oh, one day you realize that this has happened to you and then you're perfect from there on out. It's a, it's a constant sort of regrounding yourself and Mm -hmm. knowing. um, I think that's one of the things that helps is I, if you can identify some of those uh, maybe inclinations or triggers that are sort of Mm -hmm. indications that you're headed that way, that can be really helpful to sort of take a step back and say, okay, I've got to reprioritize or I've got mm-hmm. to relook at how I'm spending my time. And, and some of that time is not just what you're doing. Some of it is, what are you thinking about? Like where it oh, yes, occupying your brain um, capacity as well. Yeah, That's such great advice. And so what are three things that you really want women to take away from this conversation that's really going to help them have balance in their lives and how to pursue and say yes to things that they wouldn't maybe normally do. How do you, what advice would you give to those women? Um, number one is one of the things that, that you mentioned at the, at the start of this conversation, which is when you identify that someone has seen something in you go, go for it, believe them. Believe them. I've been fortunate enough to have Mary Fisher, who is our CEO of Color Science. She was CEO of Skin Medica prior to the Allergan acquisition. And she's been a woman in my life who has seen things in me before I've seen them. And it Mm. was choosing to believe her um, and then going for it that that was um, instrumental in my career growth. So I think it is when you start to see people around you saying, gosh, have you thought of this? I could see you doing that. Believe them, believe them, even if you're not quite there yet. Um, So that's number one. I think number two is what we spent quite a bit of time doing, which is uh, whatever your life looks like. If you're in a life partnership with marriage, um, if you're in a partnership with someone you're dating, or if you are on your own, Give yourself the time and the space to step back and think about what that looks like and what you need, whether that's what you need from yourself or what you need from your partner to create this life that you want to have. And so give yourself the space to have those conversations again, whether it's with yourself or (laughs) with your partner or sometimes both. Um, And then the third thing is realize that 
I don't know that insecurities ever go away. And so at yes. some point you have to just say, you know what, that's there, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm just going to mm-hmm. go for it anyway. And um, yeah. So I think those are the three things. Believe other people, <laughs> give yourself the space and take the time, have those mm-hmm. conversations with yourself and your partner and just go for it anyway. That is such great advice. And I am so excited that you were able to join us today on the Dream Job with Danielle Kobo podcast. I believe you have such a powerful message to share. And you've had a lot of success in your career that we can all learn from. And so where can people find you and read a little bit about your journey? Yeah, so I'm obviously I'm I'm on LinkedIn from a career standpoint. I'm probably most active on Instagram. And for me, I've been a person who's, um, you'll see that it's all things it's business, it's family. It's sort of just, this is, this is me. This is my life. I don't really separate the two. Um, and I'm at heather.goodchild on Instagram. And, um, if you're interested in following color sciences journey, I highly encourage that because it's a fun company to watch And you can watch us at colorscience.com, get information about our products, but also our leadership team. We have a section on the website that talks about our leadership team, and it is an impressive leadership Mm -hmm. group with led, as I mentioned, by Mary Fisher, but also we have a head of marketing, Sanem Ahern, our vice president of research and development, Patricia Boland. And if you look at all of our area directors who I have the fortune of working very closely alongside, these are women who, um, like many of your listeners, they're raising families, they've evolved (laughs) through their career, they've managed through the self-doubt, they've, you know, they've tripped and fallen, they've skinned their knees, they pick themselves up, they brush themselves off, and they're killing it in despite (laughs) of all that. So I'd encourage you to check out all them too, because they are my inspiration every day. Absolutely. You have such a great leadership team. And for those of you that are listening at color science is an amazing product. They have this unforgettable brush that I absolutely love using because when I'm on the go, I can just freshen up my makeup a little bit, but it's got sunscreen. So it's protecting. And I absolutely love that product. So go to colorscience.com. And thank you so much for joining us. We've thoroughly enjoyed your conversation and the advice that you have for women. Thank you, Danielle. And thank you for all you you are doing for women and inspiring them to just go after it and realize we don't have to compromise. We can have it all. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Grit podcast with Danielle Cobo. If you found today's episode resonating and inspiring, kindly take a moment to craft a review. Your review holds the potential for Apple and Spotify to share the Unstoppable Grit podcast with others. Furthermore, consider extending the ripple effect by sharing this episode with those around you, family, friends, colleagues, and anyone who could benefit from the insights and stories shared here. Also, be sure to visit daniellecobo.com for more resources on cultivating resilience and unleashing your inner grit. We'll be back soon with another empowering episode. Until then, be unstoppable.